Blood and Faith.com, 5 February 2024. We have to start thinking about what we want our futures to look like. What do we want the future of our countries to look like for our children and our grandchildren? Clearly, it's too late to fix the situation that we're in today, at least in the United States. I don't know about some of those countries in, in some of the smaller countries in Europe. I don't know. You might have a chance. I don't know. I'm not there. What do we want our countries to look like in the future? Do we want to live under a totalitarian society? Because we live under a totalitarian society today. In the United States of America, we live under a lawless government with no limits on what they can do and what they can't do, and it's trending in the wrong direction. It's trending towards absolutism and tyranny. The Biden administration has already made a decision that they're going to implement artificial intelligence in any way, shape, and manner they can to make government more effective Effective, effective. What's that mean? Controlling. Controlling. Biden administration is purposely invading the United States of America. Purposely invading the United States of America with military-aged men. These aren't refugees. Come on, these aren't refugees. Even if they were, we don't owe them our household. I no more owe uh, entrance to people from south of the border than I owe uh, street people entrance to my home where I live. I don't know the street people that live under the bridge entrance to my home, entrance to my backyard, entrance to my front yard, entrance to the, the bedrooms of my children. And here Biden is actively in, inviting them, invading this country. We're in a post-constitutional era. At what point do, do the people say, I don't need to obey you anymore? I, that We passed that time. When the government doesn't obey the laws on the books, and I could give you many examples, but the border is, is very convenient. The, 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 the law says, hey, we've got to keep these people out. Congress has appropriated money for border patrols. Congress has appropriated money for control of our border. And the, and, and the Biden administration does not use that. The Constitution of the United States provides that the federal government will protect the states from invasion. The federal government's not doing that. And you have people that are in the administration that are actively undermining the Constitution of the United States. Where are the men that have sworn an oath to protect the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic? It's over. It's gone. And when an individual surrenders rights to a government in return for certain protections, and those protections are not granted, they get those rights back to themselves. So do the states. So we live in a post-constitutional era. We live in, an, in, a, in a society past the law. And for anybody that says, hey, you know, we need to let these things play out in the courts. No, we don't need to let them play it out in, in the courts. We don't need to do that. Who says we need to let it play out in the courts? It, the oath was given to individuals, not to, uh, uh, hey, you know, obey your leaders unless the court tells you differently. So we have an illegitimate government in the United States. Biden administration is, is illegitimate regardless of whether you think he won the election or not. He doesn't abide by, abide by the law of the land. He actively undermines the Constitution, and he's fostering the invasion of the United States of America. He's illegitimate. When are people going to stand up and say this? When are the, when are the pastors going to stand up and say that? That's what I wonder. When are the pastors going to get off the bench? And essentially, by being on the bench, they've submitted to tyranny. They've submitted to tyranny, and and they've they've said to themselves, uh, you know, none of this matters. When in fact, all of it matters. It all matters. But what kind of country do you want? What kind of country do you want to live in? You don't have to have them tell you what kind of country you're living in.
They are actively invading all the white nations. They're invading the white nations to make them non-white. Why? Because the Jews hate the white race. That may be shocking to you, but their own literature says so. And if you're a Christian, go back and read the scriptures on the Jews. Read the scriptures on the Jews. Start with the book of Esther about how they're a godless people that plays the victim, takes over empires, and begins murdering their enemies with no respect for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses. Not one word of prayer to God, to God, to God. Not one uh, uh, deferential note to um, the, the patriarchs or the prophets of the law. Got none. In fact, they set up a whole new holiday to the God of chance. These are an evil people. And then you go where you read you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Acts. And you I've got wild dogs running by. Anyway. They're the enemies of Jesus Christ. They murdered Jesus Christ. I posted on Gab yesterday. I I, I, I pray that I'm half as hated by the Jews as Jesus Christ is. And if I am, I'll die a happy man. I pray that I'm half as hated by the Jews as Jesus Christ is hated by the Jews. If I do, I'll die a happy man. All these Christians running around trying to be loved by the Jews. It's sad because you have an opportunity to side with Jesus Christ. Instead, you do what Judas Iscariot did, and you side with the Jews. You side with the Jews. You side with the Jews. That's the definition of treason. That's the biblical definition of treason, to side with the Jews, which is where most Christians are at and, and most pastors, honestly. They don't want to be accused of being anti-Semitic, and they come up with all these excuses about how Jesus is a Jew and all, all this utter nonsense. The father of Jesus Christ is not a Jew. Lineage is patriarchal in the Bible. It is true that Mary is a descendant of King David, who had ruddy skin and beautiful eyes. Ruddy skin and beautiful eyes. Does that matter? If the Bible says it's in, if it's in the Bible, it matters. The Jews hated Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ hated the Jews. Genesis 3.15 is illustrated in the life of Jesus Christ. The enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. It's illustrated in the life of Jesus Christ. The utter enmity, the hatred unto death between the seed of the woman, Jesus Christ, and those in Jesus Christ, and the seed of the serpent, the Jew, the Jew, the Jew. John the Baptist, John the Baptist, Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, first thing, first thing, right off, he says, you bird of vipers. Who is he referring to? He's referring to the seed of the serpent. Jesus Christ repeated that three or four times in the Gospels. Then he finally turns and he looks at the Jews. He says, your, your father's the devil. He flat out said, your father's the devil himself. These Jews were not the biological offspring of Israel. They were not. They were not. Not in John chapter 8. And certainly not in, in Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, the synagogue of Satan. What kind of country you want to live in? You want to live in a multicultural empire ruled by the Jews? That's what, that's what happens. That's always is what's going to happen. That's what the book of Esther teaches. Or do you want to be there with your kin? You want to be there with your kin. With your like-minded people, with your, your, your kin in the flesh. Which is biblical. We covered that this last Sunday. A nation is kin. They're kin. They got a common ancestor. Do you want that? That's the biblical model. Are you a Christian? You should seek the biblical model. 
well, I believe in diversity. Diversity is our strength. No, you're in a cult. You're in a cult. Right now in the United States, we owe no allegiance to a government that that is illegal. The, the, the government of the United States, say, under Biden, fights against the Constitution and disobey legisl legislated law. Disobeys legislated law. We owe them no. We owe them no obligation. We owe them nothing. If you've sworn an oath to the Constitution, you owe them disobedience. You ought to be resisting them. You ought to be fighting the enemies of the Constitution of the United States, the internal enemies of the Constitution of the United States. That's what sworn officers, constitutional officers, owe their fellow man for the privilege of, of being a sworn officer. Oh, everybody's afraid. Everybody's afraid. And we're the pastors. Submitting, as always, submitting, as always, to the Antichrist. The Jews are the Antichrist. The Jews are the Antichrist. American government has become the beast, a raging beast, raging around the world, fighting wars that we don't need to fight, trying to crush every other competitor. Why? Because the woman's riding the beast. The woman's riding the beast. The whore is riding the beast. The false wife is riding the beast and directing the controlling beast. Who's that false wife? It's the Jews. It's the Jews. Beast ain't coming. Antichrist's not coming. It's already here. Pastors, wake up. Wake up. What is the fruit of our society? It's transgender story hour in your local library. Come on, wake up. It's an invasion. Why are we being invaded? Because we're white and we're Christian. Historically, we're a white and Christian nation. That's why we're being invaded. Who's pushing it? The Jews are pushing this. Who's pushing the wars in the Middle East? The Jews are pushing the wars in the Middle East. How do you think we got a war in Ukraine? you got a Jew running the Ukraine, and he, lo he loves the fact that his Christian white people are being slaughtered by the Russians, and the Russians are being slaughtered. Wake up. Wake up. And, and the Jews, the United States manipulated into fighting their wars for them in the Middle East. Why? Oh, because they, they figure out a way to throw some money in for, for the American, for the businessman. So you got the Jews and you got those who side with the Jews. I don't care if it's George Bush, Obama, who, who's uh, discipled by Alinsky, a Jew, by Biden, all whose kids married the Jews, who, who said very publicly, he said, look, if I, if I convert, I know right where I'd convert to. Might as well already have been. Trump's daughter converts to Jew. Evil, evil. That's sad. That's, I feel bad for her because she's traded eternity for... I don't know. I don't know for what. I'm sure marriage isn't that great. Traded eternity for what? For marrying a Jew? For converting to Judaism? What do we want our countries to look like? Biblical countries? Genesis 10 are, are biblical countries. They're biblical nations. They're, they're kin groups. They're kindred groups. They're, they're nations from a common ancestor. They have their own lands. They don't live in an empire. They have their own lands, their own sovereignty. How about good money? How about money that's not fiat money? We have fiat nations and fiat money right now. The U.S. dollar is, is zeros and ones, and it's, there's nothing behind it. And now we got a fiat country. We have a fiat country. We're not, it's just a, a conglomeration of people, different languages, different religions, different kinship groups, different races. That's not a, that's not a nation. That's an empire. Empires will always be ruled by Satan. They will always be ruled by the Jews, according to the book of Esther. What do we want? What do we want? We want a return of blood and faith. A return of blood and faith. Now, can all white people get to, get together and get along? Of course not. I'm evidence of that. 
a lot of my white colleagues have, have forced me out of my employment, thinking they're righteous, thinking they've done a good deed, <laughs> thinking that I've, they've done a good deed. They're fools, they're utter fools, but who will stand up? Who will stand up and say the truth? Will the pastors? Will the pastors talk about uh, biblical nations? Will the pastors talk about nations that, that are, are, are from a common ancestor and that they need their own times and their own boundaries? Will pastors stand up and say boundaries are biblical? Will they do that? Will they do that? Or will they just give everything that the Jews want and, and, and call them God's chosen people as they lie and they betray Jesus Christ by siding with the Jew? That's what, that's what Judas Iscariot did. The first step of rebellion is right in your head. The first step towards rebellion against the Antichrist is between the ears. The second step is it comes out of your mouth. The first step of rebellion is, is between the ears. The second step is it comes out of your mouth. And if you're afraid, that's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. It's not okay to be silent. It's okay to be afraid. It's not okay to be silent. Jesus Christ was afraid. Jesus Christ was terrified. Go look at him in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, hey, Prince God, no, I, don't want, I don't want to go through this. <laughs> That's okay. You can be afraid. You can't give up. You can't hold back. You can't turn back. You can't. That's not, that's not optional for, for those of us that follow Jesus Christ. Pastor, the first step of rebelling against the Antichrist is up here. The second step is it comes out of your mouth. Until that happens, nothing else matters. We're in the recruitment phase. We're in the recruitment phase of the greatest rebellion that history's ever seen. We're, we're, we're rebelling against the Antichrist and the beast and the whore of Babylon who rides the beast, the Jew, the Antichrist. The Jews are Antichrist. I mean, look it up. First uh, John 2.22. The definition of Antichrist exactly fits the Jew. The Jew exactly fits the definition of Antichrist. The foundational principle of being a Jew is the rejection of Jesus Christ, the murder of Jesus Christ, and the, and the destruction of the church of Jesus Christ. They're the children of the devil in the synagogue of Satan, according to Jesus Christ himself, according to Jesus Christ. And, and if you say, well, I know Jews that are converted to Jesus Christ, okay, they need to say what a converted Jew in the Bible says, and that would be Paul. Paul was a converted Jew, and he says the Jews murdered Jesus Christ, the Jews murdered the prophets, they're hostile to all people, they prevent people from hearing the gospel that they can be saved, and the wrath of God has come upon them at the utmost. If you're a Jew or know a Jew that has become a Christian, let them say that. Let that, that be their creed. 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 through 16. Church is very happy to submit to the Antichrist, very happy to submit to the false wife, very happy to submit to the whore of Babylon, very happy to submit to the beast, as long as they can have their happy clappy club out there. The rebellion has to begin in the churches. Who's going to lead this thing? It better be the churches, and it better be some pastors that get off their duff and open up the Bible, read the Bible, and figure out that what I'm saying about the Jews and the Antichrist and the beast is true. Y'all are waiting for some pie-in-the-sky thing, and, and, and Satan's got you, it's like a magic trick. He dangles something out here, and the real action's going on somewhere else. He dangles something on the right hand, and all the action's on the left hand, and the, and the church can't figure it out. Why? Because they don't read the Holy Scriptures. How do you know it's true? You read the Holy Scriptures. John 8, 44. Revelation 2, 9. Revelation 3, 9. 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 through 16. Genesis 3, 15. There's a, an eternal enmity between the Jew and the Christian. Cannot be changed. Cannot be changed. Cannot be changed. 
because the Almighty God put it there. Jesus Christ is is uh, Jesus Christ is his life is the example of that that the church's example of that after after the resurrection is the book of Acts. Jesus Christ finally he puts a stamp on it in Revelation 2 9 and Revelation 3 9 when he's writing to the church. He's got a letter to the churches, to the European Christian churches that he writes in the European language, Greek. And he says, They're not even real Jews, man. They're not even real Jews. They're liars, they're frauds, they're identity thieves, they're Satan's own synagogue. The rebellion has to begin here. And and we think that the enemy is the Democrat Party or the Rhinos. We don't even know what the enemy is. And the only way you're going to figure out what the enemy is is to go back to the Holy Scriptures, go back to the Bible, go back to what the Holy Scriptures say. Who is the enemy in, the Ma- in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Who's the enemy in the book of Acts? Who's the enemy in, in the Revelation? Is it not the synagogue of Satan? Is it not the children of the devil? Is it not the seed of the serpent? Who murdered Jesus Christ? Acts chapter 7. Stephen says it. Stephen says it. He says, y'all murdered the prophets, and now you murdered the righteous one. You murdered Jesus Christ. He didn't charge that to the great Greeks. He didn't charge that to the Romans. He didn't charge that to the Europeans. He went to the Jews. He went to the Jews. He says, y'all murdered Jesus Christ. You did it. You did it. You did it. And somehow we got this, this demonic idea that they're somehow God's chosen people. The people that are running around, that are Jews, they call themselves Jews today, they have no relationship with, with the bio, as the biological children of, of, of Jacob. And even if they did, even if they did, they're bound to hell and they're Satan's synagogue. Who is the great whore in, in, in Jeremiah uh, 2 and Jeremiah 3? Who's the great whore in Ezekiel 16? It's the damned by God Jew. They had the glory of Israel. And they trampled on them. And they said, we don't want anything to do with you. We're going to go serve the demons we want to serve. The, the whore of Babylon. Even if they were, and you turn and you forsake Jesus Christ, that's it. It's over for you. Is this too much? Is this too much for you? Maybe you're happy with the country you live in. It's either Christ or it's Antichrist. There is no two ways. It's Christ or it's Antichrist. You will have a Christian nation or an Antichrist nation. That's it. There is no third path. There's no third path. I love some of the patriots out there that are trying to make America great again. Super happy with them. Wonderful, wonderful. But I'm telling you, I'm flat out telling you, it's Christ or it's Antichrist. And, and, and it's not, oh, we're going to play Jesus. We're going to have a Jesus game, a Jesus clappy game in our little Sunday school on Sunday mornings for an hour, and we're going to have a happy clappy club and talk about Jesus in the rapture and, and praying in tongues and the laying on of hands and whatever else it is, and they go out and be completely satisfied in the world out there. And your kids are going to come home with green and purple and blue hair, trannies and sodomites, and they're going to, and they're going to look at you and they say, You're, what the hell's wrong with you, Dad and Mom? You have no idea what's going on. Don't you know we, we're just a byproducts of time and chance? That all this narrow-minded Christianity that you try to impose upon us, that it, it's just nonsense? And then your great-grandchildren won't even hear the gospel. What do you think Satan has in plan for you? You really think we live in a neutral environment? What do you think Satan has planned for, for your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren? The Jews prevent people from hearing the gospel so that they can be saved. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Okay, this is the plan. This is Satan's plan. He's pretty much accomplished it, pretty much got it there. It's time to rebel against the Antichrist. Time to rebel against the beast. Time to rebel against the Jews. Begins in your mouth, begins in your mind, comes out of your mouth. 
Somebody could cost you your life. Might cost you your life. Cost Stephen his life. Cost Jesus his life. What are you afraid of? What are you? What are you literally? What are you afraid of? You don't believe. You don't believe. You don't believe. Well, now we got a bigger problem, don't we? Think about that. Fritzbergen, bloodandfaith.com.